Are you ready for some football? Uh, introduce Kelly to the idea of are you ready for some football? I have never heard of that. Yeah. Uh, it surprises me because isn't Chicago, you guys have a big, what, the Bears or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big football head. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not either, but I lived in two really big college football mm. towns growing yeah. up, and it was like the only thing. It was, you know. It was our thing. Yeah. Um, the Bears are definitely big in Chicago, obviously. Um, <laughs> it's like, wow, yeah, the the NFL team in that city is big there. Um, but I, I, I usually do watch the Super Bowl, but that's it for me. Yeah. I mean, same. I don't need to be a part of any of it. Um, and now we're boycotting the NFL. So, you know what? We don't even need to talk about it anymore. And you know what? I'm not ready for some football. I'm not. I never will be ready. I'm not. Um, welcome to FOH. This is a service industry podcast uh, where we talk about food and booze and various elements thereof. One time I served Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. You talked about it on this podcast. Cool. So. I don't remember talking about it. <laughs> um, I'm Elaine Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And we're here for you today. Mwah. Um... Do you have any service stories, Kelly? Yeah, I just have a little funny one, which is on Saturday night, we had an eight top coming in and it was uh, like a birthday party. Uh-huh. And they came in, they were British, which is like really hit or miss yeah. with Brits because like sometimes they really fucking party. Yeah. And sometimes they are stodgy and horrid. Mm-hmm. And these guys were partiers. Nice. And the birthday girl herself, when the host was like, how are you doing tonight? She was like, can I tell you a secret? And he was like, um, sure. (laughs) He was like, he's a very tall guy and she's a small lady. And so she's like, I'll tell you a little secret. And he was like, okay. He has to like kind of bend over. And she's like, I've had a pint of margarita. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, I'm pretty sure I know what bar she got it from. Yep, same. And she was just so very hammered, and it was just so funny and, like... I love that. (laughs) I love, like, come closer. Come, no, closer. Closer. I've had a pint margarita. (laughs) Of margarita. (laughs) Like, it's like... (laughs) They were a hoot. That's fun. They were very fun. It was, like... I was, they were just immediately like chavs. I was trying to explain what chavs were to Lillian. I've never heard that term before. Yeah. Um, but they sound rowdy and fun. They were rowdy and fun. Um, I had a weird thing this week that's like not cool, but, um, I thought I was going to be able to close up a little bit early where I work. Um, cause if no one comes in, I can close up at before four o'clock in the morning. And, um, but it was weirdly timed, and so people were coming in late, which always means, like, bad, because people are, like, fucking so fucked up at 3 in the morning. Yeah, if you're going to a new bar yeah, at 3 in the morning, it's, it's bad. So I have to keep a special eye out, but this guy came in who is, like, I met one time who's, like, a friend of a friend's ex. So just, like, removed, but I was, like, familiar with him. So I was like, all right, whatever. What's up, dude? And we were talking. I serve him an old fashioned and he just goes, so, um, after this drink, uh, I'm going to go home and kill myself. And I was just like, mother fucker, 
Do not say that to me. A, bartenders have like legal culpability. Yeah. In those instances. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. You have a fresh drink in front of you. I'm now sort of seeing a little bit more of how fucked up you are. And then you just threatened to go kill yourself. And I was like, you know, I was like, I really don't want you to do that. I really don't like to hear that. I was like, that is like, that makes me really sad. Um, I was like, please don't say that. Um, you know, I just kind of had to like figure out how to feel that. And like a lot of times when people say that they're fucking joking, but when you're like really fucked up and I'm just like, I don't know you dude. Like, yeah. It's like, not cool. Like a plan. You're telling me a plan. You know what I mean? Like the classic checklist. I'm just like, God damn it. Yeah. It made me bummed out. And then of course, because like death has been on my mind, I was like, you know, like death really fucking sucks and I don't want that for you. And like, anyways, it got like really dark. And then I was like, realized I was being too emotionally invested in like what this fucking, dumbass blackout guy was saying and I was like all right I gotta just like take a step back cash you out and give you a thousand glasses of water which is what I did yeah and it was fine but I was like I just it it hit in this weird way for me too where I was like god it just sucked no of course that's like (laughs) such a fucked up thing to say like anytime that would be fucked up but like you're dealing with a lot right now specifically yeah. And then it was like, and then I meant, I think I mentioned before where like my boyfriend, where we worked, we did have a guy who came into the bar and then went home and killed himself. And that was the last like place he was. And like, you know, serving someone their last drink on earth, not an honor. <laughs> it's it's kind of like fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. The cops came and stuff. So that's like a real fucking thing that I know has happened. And I'm just like, that is not cool yeah to say no anyways don't say that guys don't say that and don't kill yourself yes please um if only for my sake yeah (laughs) yeah let me be the reason you live live for lillian uh i'm gonna be making arm brace like little bracelets like the live strong Mm -hmm. but live for lillian yeah that's really inspiring. Thank you. I just, <laughs> I just came to me a way that I can make a difference. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, should we pivot to subject? A record under 10 minutes of talking about. Yeah, of catching up. I, God, what can we talk about? I don't know. Don't, I mean, we don't, have, we don't to. have to draw it out. No, we don't. I was just remarking on it. Yeah. I will say that Lillian did on... Sunday when we were like texting about like what were we going to talk about and like when should I come and stuff she was like no catching up no chit chat (laughs) (laughs) I meant like we have a time we had to do it really quickly yeah but then we took off that time constraint a little bit yeah it's fine so now we can freaking chill out blabber away yeah baby um this week we're gonna talk about um a well originally sparked by an article that somebody (laughs) hipped us to um in the new york times um by kim severson um and it's the for larger customers eating out is still a daunting experience um sort of exploring um the issue of eating out and restaurants and being fat and being fat at the same time yeah um, which is obviously a complicated hot button issue. Yeah. Yeah. And then incidentally, 
we both just watched Shrill, yeah. which is like a lot about being fat and existing in the world as a fat person. And yeah, um, I don't know. We're just thinking about we're both just, those. We're things. thinking about it. I'm re uh, upping on the the Lindy West Dan Savage uh, controversy from 2011, which is like the funniest shit in the world. If you want to read the craziest man in the world, fucking write a rebuttal to somebody's piece about being fat. A but rebuttal. A rebuttal. Yeah. As which if is that's like, something you can rebut. <laughs> yeah. It's not a rebuttal. It's just like, I'm an asshole. Um, but uh, it's very funny and he's deranged. And uh, it's also, if you do want, sometimes it's fun to go back and be like, wow, culture really has shifted. Yeah. Like it's fun sometimes to go back and watch, like I'll watch clips from best week ever sometimes. Yeah. Like, just to be like, oh, wow, you could just really say retarded like all the time yeah. in uh-huh. 2005. Yeah. And this is like fun to be able to be like, wow, like we really do like talk about bodies and specifically about like women's bodies in a really different way. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that last night as I was trying to fall asleep because I'm trying not to drink. And I was like, fuck, now I have to think. God, this sucks. But I was, I mean, it's like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, we live in a fucking our world is a nightmare and it always has been, but especially now I feel like we're all kind of just like in this insane hellscape. But, but at the same time, so many things are being talked about that just have in a way that have never been. And that is one of the many ways, you know? And I think it's like a huge, I don't know. It's just, it's really exciting and like really cool. And I think is really changing so much. And yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about it. It's really, I I don't know. I think it's a really special time to be alive. And I do too. To think that way is, is comforting to me when I am being consumed by all the other terrible things that are happening. Yeah. I mean, I think almost in some ways it contributes to the, feeling it's like it truly is a healing crisis of yeah like like this is like a skincare thing of like sometimes if you or like any help <laughs> like if you make a switch for your yeah. health sometimes it like your body like excises all the toxin like if you're like if you're allergic to gluten and you cut out gluten like your body might have been holding on to some of it like in weird places and then you like can like break out or like experience more pain and it's like the healing crisis and then you get through it and yeah like, and i think part of like why everyone feels like they're trapped in such like a hell like space is because like all of this language is like kind of like airing out for the first time and like being brought to attention. And so people are misusing it and people yeah. are like misunderstanding it. And it's like it's learning and it's growing and that's yeah. really hard. It's painful. That's, it's, it's really like painful. starting therapy. It's yeah, like the absolutely. Thing. So, um, yeah, so it is like a very in- intense process, but it's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and Shrill is a really fun show and, yeah. uh, yeah, I really liked it a lot. I did too. We were both talking about how it makes us like, like part of me was watching it and I, and I famously fucking rip on the West coast whenever I can, um, especially Portland. And then watching it, I was like, man, that would be cool to just like, we all go to like Frisbee tournaments and like maybe one of us like works in a coffee shop, but we can afford like a huge apartment. I mean, I'm sure it's not that way anymore, but it's yeah. just like, I like, I wanted to go to Reed college in Portland from the time I was like 13 to the, till I applied to colleges and I just flatly did not get into Reed. Yeah. Um, cause I'm not smart enough. Yes, and, you are. Um, 
And so like, there is like a part of me that is like, so like my heart pangs, you know, for that, like yeah. West coast, but I don't think I would fit in. That's the thing is like, I'm sure even if I had like gone there for a year, I'm sure I would have had to transfer like immediately. Yeah, if I'd for gone sure. There. And if I had moved there after college, I'm sure I would have hated it. Oh, I'm so glad like, you didn't go to Portland. Oh God. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that show. And then also just how much low, no, I mean, I am being, I'm like, no offense, but I am being offensive. How much, (laughs) (laughs) I mean this in a good way that the bar is very low in Portland. Um, but (laughs) I mean, and I say that with so much respect (laughs) that, (laughs) but honestly, like everyone's a fucking dumbass. So yeah, I mean, you just can be, it's fine. Yeah. That's the whole glory of the West Coast is you can be a fucking idiot and yeah. no one cares. And you can dress like shit. And be and... like a dumb dude and still get like... Fu- I mean, I know there's dumb dudes in New York and like they're dumb in a different way, but they also like... People value different things here. Yeah, that's very true. And I heard a comedian say this on a podcast and they were like, the thing about New York is they're like, you could get ripped on by like new york teenagers at any moment of your life in new york so you really need to like you when you go out the out of the house you have to like look good yeah at all times yeah you never know when it's coming when someone's gonna be like oh that's what you decided to do but it's like not the case on the west coast everybody's driving yeah everyone's in their own little fucking dumb world sorry um also um i will say about portland right now it is um, like the site of a lot of like fascist, anti-fascist. Mm. Like there's more confrontations between fascists and anti-fascists in, in Portland right now than like almost anywhere. Because they're all white. They're all white. The like Oregon was like specifically created to be like a white space. And like the people who live in Oregon outside of Portland are like, yeah, fucking nuts. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's like New Hampshire. Yeah, it's like our New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, God, New it's Hampshire. It's like Michigan. Yeah. Michigan's like that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a whole... We, they should get their own... I don't know. Let them, you know... Secede? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well... <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Sorry. All all of our thoughts on dumb people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you... I, how did you take this? I mean, it's not, it's nothing. I mean, I thought it was interesting in that I've never read an article about this before. Yeah. I mean, I think I've read stuff about it, but I haven't probably not since I started food service. So the article is basically talking about, um, accommodating fat diners, the different concerns of like literally like the seating, the physical layouts of the restaurants, like, um, the the challenges that come when like, larger people come in and and how to make that hospitable and like how that works and like the kind of the, the dance that people have to do around that. And also something that I thought was really interesting too, in this article was like talking about, um, like the different, how things are different for like a 250 pound person versus like a 400 pound person. Like it's not, there's not like that one size fits all yeah. of just like, okay, so you just have like this chair and right, that works. Right. And like, and then also something that I didn't even realize is that they were saying that obesity is recognized in some cases as a disability under the, um, ADA. Yep. Which is like the ADA is like, personally speaking, I think very fucked up because it also covers like pregnancy, like 
the way yeah the categories yeah the way that we talk about bodies is so hegemonic and so like narrow Mm -hmm. that like any difference in body is actually qualified as a disability right which i think is ultimately more fucked up yeah i agree with that like like saying that like like it shouldn't be that to say like okay you have to make accommodations for obese people that shouldn't have to be under the umbrella term of disability the same way like pregnancy shouldn't because it's like it's not a disability right just a body it's It's just a person yeah pretty regular yeah 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 i mean i think it's one of those things that people don't like to think about yeah for sure that's something we're uncomfortable talking about and uncomfortable saying the word fat and you know it's it touches on so many fucking nerves for people yeah i also think for me personally i think there's like some this is fucked up so i'm gonna say some fucked up stuff too so go ahead um (laughs) i think like where i work is it's a very classic like brooklyn restaurant where it's like very small very tight like there's like church pew seating everywhere. And I do get like a certain sense of glee when like customers like don't fit in well in the space because I'm like, yeah, like you don't like you're like bridge and tunnel and you want to come in here and you want to have this Brooklyn experience, but like you don't fit in. And it's not like that. I'm like, cause you're a fat ass. It's cause I mean like in a broader way, but a lot of times it is fat people. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, just not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, like, that is, like, no. it's just, like, I think, like, to me, it's, like, I'm, like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you don't get to be part of this, which is a no, fucked up thing no. in my brain. I, I, I get that for sure. And yeah. then it manifests physically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Especially, like, if anyone's an asshole, I'll... That's the thing, is that, I mean... Because I uh, am a intense person, <laughs> I'm just saying intense as a bl- blanket term for everything in this episode. Mm-hmm. But um, I—that's what Lillian calls fat people too. <laughs> yeah, they're really intense. <laughs> Are they a Scorpio or no? I just um. My policy for making fun of someone is always if I do not like them, if I think that they are a bad person, as in like I've seen them do fucked up stuff that is like you cannot excuse, then I will make fun of a physical appearance. Mm, You know what I mean? I'm never going for physical appearance alone. I would never make fun of anybody just like outright. If they are a shitty, shitty person, I'll be like that fucking piece of shit. He dresses like shit. He's got a fucking ugly face. Like, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah. But I think it's, but that's my own moral code, you know? Yeah. So just that's similar to me though. What you're doing where you're like, Oh, you're coming in here thinking that you're a fucking big shot. Yeah. From Jersey. Well, guess what? Your fat ass can't even fit in this restaurant. It's not even like, it's not specifically coded that way in my mind, but I'm just like, haha, you don't fit in here. And I like, but I like thinking about it now. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, that's like a part of it. Right. I'm not, I'm very rarely am I like, you're fat, you suck. Cause I just no. genuinely yeah. like, A, like, what qualifies as fat because of like, the representation of bodies in media is like pretty much anyone. Yeah. Is like 
fat. So yeah. I'm like, not me though. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, truly like, I think like, what did Lindy West say in that or in hello? I'm fat. She's like 230 pounds. 200, like 78. Oh, 278. Okay. So that's more. Than yeah. Water. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, there's not a fucking, it's one of those things where there's not a number. There's not something that you can, you know what I mean? You can't point to something and say, that's fat. That's not. Yeah. It's also like, yeah. I mean, it's, that is like also like a huge thing about fatness is like, I think because of now I'm like, I'm going to like go down like a really dark hole right now. But, um, like when, Obama was in the white house in his first term when like the obesity epidemic was like a really big talking point. And it was like, so clearly like this coded language to specifically talk about like poor people and specifically poor black people and just be like, yeah, I guess when people are obese, they just don't know how to take care of themselves. And like, Mm -hmm. and there were like lots of conversations about like what people could buy on food stamps and like that kind of thing, like school lunches and like, yeah. Um, So I do think, I mean, I think that fatness is always associated with poor people in our minds, but I do think that that was like really codified if you grew up in that time, yeah, in that like term. I mean, I think for myself. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that, yes, I, I see that. I also think that like it historically fatness has been like, obviously like, lazy like slovenly uneducated because if you were smart why would you do that to yourself you should know better like you can't control yourself because you aren't in control of your mind like it's like this very like we infantilize it um and yeah yeah and that goes along with all of that same yeah those same things you know and that's definitely also why it's not accommodated physically right is like not only because you're like just oh I don't I don't want to think about it or I don't want to be impolite but it's like that you're like well you kind of got yourself yeah there. oh absolutely I mean I can't like but yeah the the blaming is it must be so insane to live just be a person and have someone constantly looking at you and saying I blame I'm blaming you for this yeah you are to be blamed yeah just instantly yeah. you know I it's yeah yeah that's like. Um, and I mean, going back to the restaurant angle on this, but like, you know, I, uh, I mean, I have my own fucked up, like every person has a fucked up thing about their body and women especially have fucked up stuff about food. And, um, and I think about it all of every second. I think about it. I think about my body. I think about food. I feel fucked up about it. It sucks. I don't want to, I know that it's going to be that way for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and that blows. Um, and I will not start exercising, so don't ask me. Um, <laughs> I wish there were something I could do besides starve myself, but unfortunately I cannot think of it. Um, I told you my mom's weird like sphinxes riddle when I was like, I was like, I think I'm going to go on a diet. I was talking to my mom and I was like, I think I'm going to go on a diet. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, it's, it's, you can't lose weight without exercising, but exercising alone won't make you lose weight. And I was like, (laughs) okay, weird advice. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, the thing that I always tell people, which I know is fucked up is that I'm like, yeah, like losing weight is 80% diet. And that's like not helpful because it's like, it's just not helpful thing to say. Um, yeah, 
I know. Um, but sorry, I was going, I was trying yeah. to tie this back into restaurants because now we're just talking about, <laughs> about being fat. Yeah, I'm up. like, so I'm just so like really anyway. struggling as a white woman. I am struggling. Every day is a fucking struggle. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, but, I, but I think I did have to think about this in a way that I, I have not um, because I just, I just never, I just don't think about it. I don't yeah. have to. So like this article was just, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like what? should be done what can we do what's the right answer and ah uh, it's tough it's tough because ultimately we are trying to provide hospitality that's our job and so like but then i'm like but then it's that shitty devil's advocate i'm like well where do we draw the line can yeah. we get every you know you know and it's like yeah maybe we should be able to accommodate almost anything i don't know we accommodate fucking huge strollers yeah in the restaurant taking up space if that's what you're fucking worried about yeah you know i mean i wish we didn't actually yeah i wish stroller you know ban strollers trans fats (laughs) and strollers just carry them on your chest that's what they need anyway they need the contact don't put an iphone in the stroller and let them fucking veg out people do that yeah they do the baby how would the baby hold the phone no, you set it up on the little tray and then they watch cartoons oh you're right <laughs> no i'm just i've just seen that i was <laughs> eating next to someone where i was like mm. Mm, um like interesting parenting style <laughs> whereas i would just have like 70 sesame street on loop for my kid at all time I'm like it's fine it's vintage they're gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> that was my my parenting plan when I thought I might You're have like, kids. You're um, like, yeah, they've heard the rainbow connection literally thousands of times. There's no way they're going to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> they are set. Um, did you see the Stevie Wonder episode mm-hmm. of Sesame Street in the 70s? Very cool. Very it's powerful. It's very cool. But is he blind? <laughs> we don't. I. He is. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's blind. Have you seen those videos? Yes, I have. He's, there's a spectrum of blindness. He's not completely <laughs> blind. He can see movement in a certain way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think it's hard. Actually, like, more in doing this podcast, like, thinking about accommodate, like accommodating people and, like, disabled people having just said that like i don't think of obesity as like a disability as such but like disabled people accommodating that as specifically like hospitality and like a lack of accommodations being inhospitable like that's been a shift since i've started recording this podcast like doing research for different Mm, stuff here yeah like because because i've always thought of it as like just accommodation uh. but not as like that like accommodation being part of hospitality right so that's like been a big shift for me in my thinking and then this article i think is like something where i'm like okay yeah like that is part of hospitality is like making people feel comfortable feel comfortable because we've both said that like on the flip side, there is part of part of what a restaurant does is like create a vibe and it's like you're with it or you're not. Yeah. But at the same time, like the vibe should never be like physical discomfort. Right. Sometimes it's like, I think the music's too loud and then it's like, okay, well maybe this isn't like the place for you. Right. I don't like this menu. Like, okay, go somewhere else. Yeah. But it shouldn't be like, I I can't fit in here. Right. That's why I don't go to crowded bars. 
They're inhospitable to me. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> I've experienced it. Um, yeah. So I think it just is something. But then it's like, ugh. But then it's like, well, okay, what's the solution? You have the fat chair. You have <laughs> yeah. you have double wide stools, and your restaurant has to be twice the size. Like, I, like, yeah. I, there's a lot of questions about how to approach physically the build out. Yeah, like the furniture. Like, how does this happen? I mean, we have places in our restaurant where we're like, like, we. I've gotten the note before. Like, this diner coming in is on the larger side. We should put them in this table. They'll be more comfortable. Like I've had that conversation with people. It's not awkward. It's just like, this is like, we think about that stuff. Yeah. Um, but like now building things or like having to actually like physically change the floor plan or whatever. Like that's a whole nother level of, of thinking. I don't know. It's interesting to me, but I don't know. I don't know how far, you know, thinking of me, like if I open a restaurant, or a bar, like how far I would go. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it's like that, that it's like, I think at least if it's being thought, I think that's the problem for the most part is like it, that it's strictly not being thought of. Yeah. And then it's like, like a lot of what they were saying in this article was like places that used to have tables bolted to the floor are like now having freestanding tables yeah. so that you can like scooch it out, scooch it out. Which is like, that's such a simple thing. But if you're not thinking of it, you're like, of course, like Hillstone famously bolts their tables to the floor because they like have a really specific floor plan and they want like a specific amount of space between each table. And I am obsessed with Hillstone. I don't know if I've told you this. No. I'm obsessed. Okay. Great. <laughs> we can talk about that's a whole nother episode. Okay. I would love to do an episode on Yeah. Episode. We should go. Yeah. I oh, mean. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Huge um, win. Um. You know, so it's like, I think there's like one argument for doing things a certain way, but there'll always be like a counter argument. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's also like one of those things where it's like not to, but it's New York and space is tight. And it's like, that's another thing where you're like really are competing with like literal space. Yeah. That's really, I mean, mean, that's hard for the person who is fat. Just, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, the poor restaurants. I'm just saying that's hard. That's just a hard concept here. It's really tough to get around. I mean, I think it's harder here probably than most places to begin to like accommodate it because yeah, if you're somewhere where restaurants can just be like many hundreds of square feet large, you can say like, yeah, we can sacrifice a couple tables. Right. But if you're in New York, there are plenty of restaurants here that are like 10 tables. Yeah. And if you're saying like, yeah, take two of those away, that's 20% of business gone. You yeah. You just cannot accommodate. Ugh. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's a lot. I don't know. My, my, I, I do feel, yeah, I feel a lot of empathy for that situation and just being like, I want to, you know, just imagining just like, I, I can't be comfortable at this restaurant that I love. And like, that fucking sucks. Yeah. That sucks. I don't want anyone to feel like that. You know, yeah. I, that, that breaks my heart. Like I want people like that to like this. I think the underline of all of these things is just like, people should be able to like live their life and experience joy in their own body. And like that, that's like a, just a basic human Thing, yeah, you know? I think it, it, like, fucks me up. Like, again, like, we both just talked about, like, how important we think restaurants are. Right. Like, culturally and, like, for people and, like, sharing food and sharing drinks and, like, that experience and just the idea of that. Denying that. Yeah. Or, that, yeah. like, fucks me up. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, I think 
for me, I think truly this article is just going to have to be something I think about for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and I'll I, probably listen to this podcast in a year and be like, we sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. And that's culture changing. Yeah. Before our very eyes. No, I mean, I mean, honestly, another great, um, idea would just be give all of the fat people in the restaurant, just one of those black bars that you put over their eyes, like in the, mm. you know what I'm talking about? So then we don't have to look at them sure. in the restaurant as people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like totally. in those obesity epidemic B rolls, <laughs> those people, they have their <laughs> yes. eyes blacked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would be Slowly. maybe a good solution. Or maybe going back to Dan Savage where he was like, um, <laughs> part of his response to Lindy West is he's like, goes on this weird tangent where he's like, I wasn't specifically talking about fat people. I was talking about people. People wearing low rise jeans, which most people don't look good in, you know? And so maybe like if every fat diner that came in, we just kind of like let them know we're not really against fat people. We're just really against low rise jeans. We're really against like sort of the fashion choices that you're making. Yeah. It's really about just that the proportions just aren't working. Yeah. Um, we do have a shroud. (laughs) We have a shroud. (laughs) We offer a shroud for every, it's, it's just a nice, it's a simple beige, um, simple shapeless beige and it goes, it does have a hood. If you feel you if want you to want. be demure, if you want, if you have modesty <laughs> and if you don't wear it and, but then we'll know, well, then we'll know that you aren't ashamed. So, so, and good for you. Good and for more you. power to you, sweetie. Good for you. Um, No, it's so fucked up. And it like, I'm mad at myself for having like fucked up beliefs about fat people and like their bodies and, and also, yeah, it just is like, it just takes so much change in your thinking and being woke is really hard. (laughs) It's really hard. If you get anything from this podcast today. (laughs) I don't know. No, it like fucks me up. I mean, and like going back to shrill too, like I read, um, like the costumes on that show are really, really cute. Like all the costuming is like done yeah. so well. And I was reading an article by the costume director and she was like, Oh, like 80% of it is custom pieces because she's like what we wanted and what was like chic and nice is just literally not available from like any, and this is like a Hulu produced show. Like they have like a huge budget. Like it's not like they're like, trying to scrimp and save and they're like oh no the old navy clothes are out like they could have bought anything but it just yeah like, we had to like custom fabricate so much stuff because it just doesn't exist i read a rebuttal of that but you know what we won't get into the twitter threads about that people were saying that they, those clothes do exist yeah but i mean to a certain extent but like that sequin dress no that sequin dress was great that, I was, I, that was gorgeous yeah that was so cute um yeah she looked amazing and all that stuff. Edie Bryant is like, she has a really good face on camera. Yeah. Like her face reads so well on camera. Yeah, it does. such a beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She was good. She looks good. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately when we talk about this, we talk about self-hatred and that's why it's a tough subject. Totally. Totally. I'm like, why do I, and why am I so obsessed with this thing? And then I, and then when you see it in someone else, you're like, well, I hate you. You hate yeah. yourself. It's like yeah. such a negative reaction. And I think shows like this and like these articles are talking about it and normalizing. And it's like taking, trying to take that away is really important. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, I think it's really hard. And I think that like, I also think that that is, I'm obviously like, I'm very confident and I'm very secure in myself. And I think that everyone, I like wish for everyone that they would feel that way and like feel confident in their bodies and feel like hot and cool and stuff. Yeah. But also I do think that that is partially the problem with that, like sort of like empowerment mentality and like body positivity writ large and like empowerment feminism and all of that stuff, because it's like, I feel that way about my body and I still have all of these biases and I, right. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I didn't like unwrite that narrative in my head. I just like got to a place where I was like, I myself am hot. Yeah. And like, that's the problem is like everyone can feel good about themselves, but if you don't have like a true, like, that's what I was like reading this article. I was like, Oh, I didn't get rid of all those feelings. Right. Like I just got rid of them about myself. Like I wasn't like constantly beating myself up for being fat. I was like, no, you look amazing. But I didn't get rid of all this other stuff. Right. In my brain. Yeah. It's just still there, but it was just in the background. It's really, really hard to get rid of. Yeah. It's, almost impossible yeah i mean it's it's yeah it's a lot of fucking work yeah but i glad that you love yourself oh thank you yeah you can love yourself for both of us (laughs) (laughs) lillian doesn't mean about her loving herself she means loving me yeah i'm glad that you love yourself kelly because i do not (laughs) feel that way (laughs) oh my god Anyway, yeah, that's why I got a jewel because I'm trying to, you know, death drive, death drive. Talk about that next episode. I talked about the death drive oh, with my therapist, and I it was. You, I have to tell you a death drive thing. Later. Okay, great. I also took acid. I took acid in Central Park and thought about it for a while. Sometimes you just have to do that a little reset. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. probably cut that out. Um, <laughs> 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 um, okay, I think we're good. I hope this made sense and I hope that you guys have some empathy for what we're trying to talk about right now and yeah. that we are fucking up and making mistakes. No, I think we're being really honest and I don't think we've said anything that I don't stand by. Mm, I don't stand by some of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I mean, it's we're people talking about it. It's yeah. what happens. It's we're We're trying. Sometimes we come to you guys with really smart opinions and sometimes we're still working stuff out it's feelings and thoughts and feelings are the only facts interesting Kanye West said that okay um (laughs) thanks so much for listening everybody uh (laughs) please do uh review rate and subscribe as always um and we thank you so much for listening yeah all right love you guys bye-bye bye